This episode of the Golf Gaming Podcast and the Sports Gaming Podcast Numbers presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger, and with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And don't forget to make sure to download the SGPN app. You're home for all our free picks and podcasts. All right, DJs, welcome back to the Golf Killing Podcast. If you're hearing my voice doing the ad reads, it's Steve Shermer, and I'm doing the show solo. I'm actually doing this a day late uh, because I got back from a wonderful vacation uh, down in the Outer Banks uh, last week. Uh, that's why you didn't hear me on any of the shows last week and, uh, other than uh, giving out a uh, mock draft pick for the New York Giants uh, on the mothership on the SGPN. But you know, overall, I, I still put a betting card. I did okay. I think I broke about even. Maybe a small loss, but uh, you know I had some guys in the mix. Uh, another run-up finish for me with uh, an outright with Tony Finau. I had Smalley in the mix. I had Rogers in the mix. Adam Long looked like he was doing pretty well too, but uh, he kind of faded over the weekend. But you know it's okay uh, for you know putting together a betting card while I was uh, drinking a bunch of Coronas and IPAs and golfing and chasing around a toddler. wasn't so bad. So uh, otherwise, uh, things are pretty good. Uh, like I said, I have a wonderful vacation. I watched the draft down in the Outer Banks. Uh, very happy with the Giants' uh, first uh, two picks uh, on Thursday. A little dicey on Friday. Uh, I guess I'm still going to trust the process, and at least they ad- actually addressed uh, positions of need. But uh, and it seems like a couple of those picks are kind of reaches. But uh, overall, listen, I can't really be too unhappy. The fact they came away with a really good edge rusher and my favorite tackle in the draft. I know it wasn't a lot of people's favorite, but uh, Evan Neal was definitely my favorite. So, yeah, I say, uh, you know, I'm happy, but I'm back from vacation, like I said, fully engaged with uh, back in golf content. I uh, We have a not a new golf course, but the golf course we don't see a whole lot Uh this week for the Wells Fargo, uh, because I got back so late last night. I did all my research last night, wrote the column this morning, uh, doing this podcast on my lunch break. So yeah, while we, uh, get to it, but, uh, first let's, uh, take a little break. All right. Uh, let's first talk about win bets. So make sure you get down on win bets, uh, $10 win $200 promotion where a $10 bet qualifies you up for $200 in free bets. Plus the win bet casino is offering hundred percent deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the wins own build your own bet feature. All users can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose or push a three plus leg build your own bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. There's so much to choose from it. All you have to do is download the win bet app or visit WYNMBet.com. Get started. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, why don't we first get to the field? So obviously everything, anything can be better than what we saw the Mexico open. Uh, congratulations, John Rahm, for uh, beating up on a bunch of five-year-olds uh, you know, in the, uh, in the basketball game there, so. Uh, yeah, like, listen, I <laughs> good for him. That's all I'm going to say. But this week uh, we have, yeah, I mean, it's not in a leaf field, but there's some good names. I mean, highlighted is the fact that you have the king of the Wells Fargo championship himself, uh, Rory McIlroy, who's won three of these things. The problem is this isn't like well hollow. This is a TBC Potomac and TBC Potomac, as I'm going to describe uh, later on, 
is a much different golf course than Quail Hollow. That's one where you can bomb it all over the place with the driver. I mean, the driver is arguably the best bag of Rory McIlroy's uh, best club in his bag. You know, I mean, we have seen him win before one of these shorter positional tournaments. Uh, he won the last RBC Canadian Open, which feels like a zillion years ago. That happened back in 2019 at Hamilton uh, Golf and Country Club. And he kind of just nuked the field there. And he didn't have to use driver a whole lot of that at that place. So, you know, he is capable of clubbing down and actually winning one of these, you know, plotting positional tournaments. But this is not the typical, you know, golf course we've usually seen him win at, you know, in his career. So he, he's going to have to change the strategy a little bit. Um, you know, you got Tony Finau, who in his second last week, that was his first top 10 of the season. Thank you for the top 10 uh, cash prop there, Tony. Um, I mean, he's been hitting the ball great. Finally, maybe he got him on Pest Palm last week and then woke up his putter a little bit, although he putted terribly the first three days. I think he got it going on, uh, on Sunday there, but he, historically he has done very well on bank grass golf courses. This is a bank grass golf course. His last win, the international came out of bank grass golf course and also a penal one too. Like I'll talk about it a little later. So we know him. And then you got Matthew Fitzpatrick who, you know, the, did the bubble burst on him at the heritage? I don't know. I mean, he still hit the ball pretty good. He just didn't putt very well that week. Um, you know, for a golf course, it kind of rewards accuracy and, it doesn't seem like the scoring is going to be all too crazy this week. Nobody, somebody take a look at it. Yeah, Corey Connors, who I think is probably going to be a very popular pick to win this week because he matches a lot of attributes that, you know, you got to do well at this place. Uh, Terrell Hatton, who's kind of sliding a little bit. I think people, I don't know. I, I have a feeling my co-host is going to bet him this week. I might have to talk about the ledge on him. I, th I think Hatton's kind of sliding a little bit. Uh, you got Answer, who was really bad. Down in Mexico, I think he lost like seven strokes around the green. Uh, and it's 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 going to take a lot for me to try and go back to him this week, even if he isn't popular. Yeah, Gary Woodland played fine in Mexico. Nothing really right about it. Yeah, Mark Leishman actually played pretty well at this place. And Patrick Reed, who uh, was doing great for three rounds, and then all of a sudden just crater on the back nine uh, in Mexico. So uh, for the full field, I had that in my article, uh, which is up on sportsmanpockets.com. But uh, you know, why don't we start talking? Uh, start beginning to talk about uh, the golf course. So, like I mentioned, uh, TBC, uh, or I'm sorry, the Wells Fargo Championship usually is at Quail Hollow. Uh, but because uh, the golf course is hosting the 2022 President's Cup, similar to what they did back in 2017 when Quail Hollow hosted the PGA Championship, they picked a replacement golf course uh, to host this event. So they picked TBC Potomac at Avenel Farms, and that's actually one where we have seen it before in PGA Tour. Uh, that was the home of the old Kemper Open, uh, also the Boos Allen Classic, uh, and also hosted the Quicken Loans uh, National back in 2017-2018. That was the Tigers also before that ended up moving over to Detroit Golf Club uh, and renamed the Rockmore's Classic. So let's talk about TBC Potomac first. Uh, it first opened in 1986. And that was the height of the TPC boom. A lot of TPC golf courses were opening uh, back in the mid-80s, and this was one of them. Uh, it was designed by uh, three guys, Ed Alt, Tom Clark, and Ed Sneed. Uh, I guess of the three, Ed Alt is technically the most famous designer. He's designed a lot of golf courses around the country. Uh, I think his most notable work came, he consulted on some stuff on the Blue Course at Congressional, which is 
basically right next door. Congressional obviously is a golf course that we're in McElroy's one. And, and that is also hosted some quick and loans national uh, tournaments, but uh, there is no other golf course that any of these guys have worked on that is on the PGA tour. So, you know, if you're looking for some comp courses, uh, you're going to have some work cut out for you. I have some th- things you can look at later, but uh, um, it's not as easy of just saying, Oh, let's just like all the at all golf courses. Um, so let's talk about some things that TBC Potomac has going for it. It's a really good piece of property. Uh, there's a lot of significant, like kind of like with Kays Valley. I'm not comparing it directly to Kays Valley, but like as far as like the topography and the elevation changes and, you know, kind of using a lot of the natural landscape to build a golf course around and then incorporate those into some natural hazards and um, just bring in more into play. You know, Potomac has kind of that going for them. Uh, there's a lot of really good natural elevation changes. Like I said, there's a lot of, you know, elevated tee boxes, some uphill shots, some elevated greens. Um, you know, it's, it's a good mix and variety of going uphill and downhill, uh, throughout the, uh, the golf course. Uh, like I also said, it brings a lot of the natural hazards and landscapes, um, into play. Uh, there's a lot of like tall, like rugged, like fescue, kind of like if you see like TPC Boston. Uh, that's like just off the rough there. And it's actually, there's not a whole lot of room off the rough either. So it's basically fairway, a little bit of rough. And then you kind of have just some garbage that if you're in it, like it's pretty much an unplayable lie. So you're taking, uh, you're taking three there off the tee or, you know, maybe if you hit into it, you know, in your approach shot, then you're really screwing up the hole. Uh, there's a lot of water too. I think there's seven water hazards, including a Creek that winds its way through most of the, uh, back nine. There's another, there's a couple of large lakes too, I think on some of the holes as well. Um, and then, um, we have, I'm sorry. I just got a notification from, uh, uh, the recording. Uh, I'm still here. Uh, Google, please do not turn off the recording. Anyways, uh, where was I? Uh, and then like throughout the back nine, it kind of feels like you're still pretty immersed in, you know, in nature, like you kind of isolated from everything, especially the first, like, you know, five holes of the back nine, you're kind of working your way through the woods there, you know, down along the low side of the property. Um, I mean, so like, you know, as far as like, just like the bones of the place, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, but the pros didn't really agree. Uh, the original layout of this place was trashed by a lot of pros, you know, Greg Norman, uh, basically proclaimed uh, that the ninth green ought to be quote unquote blown up by dynamite. Uh, it also had a lot of really severe irrigation issues. Uh, like I just talked about that low area on the back nine from like holes 10 to 14 would always flood. And I'll talk about why it always flooded in a little bit. Um, but that always created some not so great playing conditions for anyone who wanted to play the golf course because it would be flooded and there would be agronomy issues and, you know, the greens would be affected as well. So, you know, this, you know, the Booz Allen Classic, even though it was, you know, at a TPC, uh, held outside Washington, D.C., it would struggle to attract, you know, many good pros. It, it was kind of a lesser, you know, PG Tour field. So eventually it stopped going there. Um, but in order to, you know, maybe repair its image a little bit, uh, in 2004, after the Booz Allen Classic said, you know, see ya, uh, they decided to renovate and redesign the golf course, make significant improvements. Uh, it was spearheaded by a couple guys named Stephen Wensloff and Jim Hardy. And after taking a quick break, I'll tell you exactly what they did and some of the improvements they actually made to uh, the golf course. 
So, you know, let's talk about trade coffee. And I mean, I'm a huge coffee drinker. Uh, I cannot survive in the morning without a fresh cup of coffee, you know, between having a toddler and a 45 minute commute into work. I need my caffeine. And it's really important for me to actually match, you know, what coffee matches my palate because I have a particular palate. You know, I like kind of the dark, bitter tones of coffee. I don't really like anything too light. I, I want to basically feel like I'm being like kind of punched in the face, you know. Uh, while I'm drinking my coffee. So, and trade coffee is an excellent resource for me in order to, you know, basically make me happy in the morning. So trade coffee connects customers to the freshest and best tasting coffee they ever made. You know, at home, I partnering with some of the country's best craft roasters. It's independent businesses, you know, it'll use, you know, brewers in big cities, small towns, you know, they basically vet all these, you know, coffee makers in order to deliver you the best product. And they taste it before. You know, basically, it goes through a nice quality control test, um, you know, and they make sure that the they are sending you the best coffee available, um, you know, because there's no one perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you. And Trade Coffee also give you a first match guarantee. And they're so confident that they'll match you, you know, right the first time. Basically, you'll go through a little bit of a questionnaire. Just tell them, like I kind of said, like, do you like dark roast? Do you like light roast? Do you like, you know, certain flavor tones of your coffee? So after that, you know, they'll send you the coffee and they'll give you a first match guarantee. And they're very confident in their ability to give you the coffee you want. If they don't, they will send you a brand new bag for free of what you actually want. So, you know, call them right now. Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com. So it's SGP. It's worth 40 cups of coffee for free. That's really good. You know, I mean, for a couple of us, that might be three days worth, but for most people, that's pretty good. So get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com, so that's SGP, and let trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com, so that's SGP for $30 off. And don't forget about Mother's Day coming up. A trade subscription is the perfect gift for coffee lovers in your life. All right, let's continue where I left off. So, you know, I'm a little bit of a um, cliffhanger. So... They end up redoing the property. Uh, so here's what they did. So the first thing they had to address was this thing. They had to fix this thing getting flooded out. <laughs> and like they, you can't have a golf course that just, you know, continually gets flooded on the back nine, just unplayable and just ruins just the agronomy of the golf course. So what they ended up discovering was, um, so Re Rock Run Creek, which is a creek that runs basically all the way down from the 10th, all the way through like the 13th green. That was the area that flooded the most. And what they discovered is that that, actually, that area was actually a very popular place to mine for gold. And they used to use mercury in order to extract the gold from the bedrock of that creek. Well, the problem in doing that is that it made the bedrock significantly erode and that there was no place for the water to go if there was ever a single amount of rainfall, except up and out into the golf course. So one of the first things they did was actually restore the bedrock of that creek, basically rebuilt it, and it solved the issue of flooding just right there. And then after that, they took, basically, they put the golf course under the knife. Uh, almost every green was rebuilt uh, with new contours and turf. Uh, several holes were changed. Uh, the 10th and the 11th were actually combined uh, into a par 5. It was the, it's the opening hole of the back nine. The 11th was converted into a par, from a par 3 into a long par 4. Uh, they actually moved the ninth green up into the hillside to create a little bit more of a challenging tee shot. Um, all the greenside bunkers were reshaped and repositioned to increase the difficulty. You know, if someone finds themselves in it, uh, and then there was a couple other holes that they uh, they did some um, 
Uh, you know, they narrowed some fairways. They, you know, rerouted a couple other holes too. So following the redesign, let's talk about some nuts and bolts, you know, of this golf course. Um, you know, I mean, so after the redesign, it's 7,139 7, yards. Um, they did end up toughening it up. Uh, there's some player quotes that you can look up. Uh, I think Billy Hurley talked about it uh, back in 2017. He was the defending champion. He said, yeah, I mean, they definitely have improved the stature and condition of this place to make it a tougher golf course. There weren't going to be low scores. And that ended up being the case in 2017. But Kyle Stanley ended up winning. The winning score, I think, was 12 under. I think the cut line was plus four. Basically, what happened was there, it was – Pretty dry, it was pretty firm, and when you have when you combine that with pretty firm greens because they're all new, uh, it was pretty tough to, um, you know, hold greens basically. So that created very difficult scoring conditions. Uh, Twenty eighteen, it got a little bit of rain. It was hot and muggy, um, and there was a lot of foot traffic uh, after a year. So scoring was a little better, but it still played pretty tough. It only, it only played about you know played about even par. For everybody um so overall i mean like i don't think the professionals actually gave it a glowing review but it is a better golf course uh i like the routing of it i like some of the natural landscapes and how they brought in how it kind of looks like it like nothing's really forced really like especially that back nine there i like how it's kind of winding through the woods around landscape around hazards around like you know and, and there's a lot of places that these guys can get in trouble to go with it um you know, some other notes and bolts of the golf course. So, like I said, it's 7,139 yards. Got two par fives, par 70. Hole number two stretches about 619 yards. Um, it's probably a three-shot hole for most people. Um, the other one is the par 510, uh, which is 560 yards. And while that is reachable, it, pretty much there is a giant marsh down the whole left side. There's the creek as well. Uh, that hole is also the scene. Uh, you know how I always reference this Sun Kang as a cheater? Well, that is actually the scene of where Sung Kang cheated. He basically hit it way left and he took a bad drop and Joel Damon called him out in it and yep, losing, I guess that. So, and it worked out. The Sung Kang actually ended up uh, because of that qualifying for the open championship a couple weeks later. So, um, so, you know, a couple other things about it. It's wall to wall bank. It's Bankrest fairways, Bankrest greens. Uh, you got fescue and Kentucky bluegrass rough, uh, which is three inches deep, which is pretty thick. For most PG Tour standards, uh, the greens average about 4,300 uh, square feet in area, which is very tiny. That kind of explains why they're, um, at least that first year, the green regulation was only 60%. It's about 66% in 2018. That was mostly because of softer conditions. They were more and more receptive, but that's still about PG Tour average. Um, the greens run about 12 and a half in the SIP meter, which is slightly above average for PG Tour. So uh, why don't we take another break? And then um, we'll talk about some overall general betting strategies that i'm looking for this week all right well we're brought to you by athletic greens and their ag1 supplement so what is this stuff well with one delicious scoop of ag1 you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right the special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system your immune system your energy recovery focus and aging all the things it costs you less than three dollars a day so if you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. 
All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com SGP. Take care of ownership of your help and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. Let's continue on with uh, some overall betting strategies. So, like you know, like I mentioned earlier, uh, it's not that this is a new golf course. It's just that there's not a whole lot of data behind it, um, or not behind it, but like there's not a lot of data for us to work with. There's only two year, two recent years. I mean, no one in this tournament of relevance played the Booz Allen, and that was before they actually redid it, anyways. Mm-hmm. So that's not very helpful. So we only have like two years of data worth to work with, but you know, it's still better than nothing. It's better than what we have from Mexico Open. We're just kind of guessing. So why don't we just kind of go through the process of what I usually do? So let's start with a relative skill set chart from Data Golf. That's uh, a great tool. And unfortunately, there's really only one correlated stat uh, with the 2017-2018 leaderboards, and that's driving accuracy. A lot of guys who tended to hit a lot of fairways off the tee. Tend to be towards the top of the leaderboard. They're, you know, as far as everything other skill set, uh, not a whole lot of high correlation between good iron players and bad iron players. Same thing with good scramblers and bad scramblers. Same thing with good putters and bad putters. A little bit of mix in everything. But the one thing that was really highly correlated was, you know, a lot of short knockers and a lot of guys hit fairways. And part of that is just a little bit to do with just the composition of. Uh, the field for those. I mean, they're generally weaker fields. And when you have weaker fields at an event, generally you get guys who tend to be a little more accurate off the tee because those are the types of skill sets that average and below average players in BG2 are tend to be pretty good at. But a lot of that also has to do with the sub of TBC Potomac. So first off, the fairways are only about 30 yards wide. And like I mentioned, it's got three inch thick rough. You know, it's not easy to hit out of. Uh, and like, there's not a whole lot of room between the rough and some of these hazard areas I talked about with tall, unplayable fescue or water hazards. You know, it's, it's a big reason why TPC Potomac is actually one of the more penal golf courses to miss a fairway at on the BG shorts. You know, as far as like the penalty for missing a fairway, you can look up this data on data golf. It's similar to that of Sherwood or Shadow Creek, Liberty National, Murfield Village, East Lake. All of those are fair places where you don't really want to miss a fairway because, I mean, it's for a variety of reasons. At Murphy Village, is a lot of water and, you know, unplayable areas. Same thing Liberty Nationals. East Lake, it's more of just the thick Bermuda rough you want to hit into. Shadow Creek's got some, you know, water hazards off it too. But, um, you know, so TPC Potomac is one of the few golf courses remaining in the PG Tour that actually favors more accurate players. So, um, you know, overall, though, driving actually kind of be a little bit misleading, especially in a place like Potomac where you're clubbing down a lot. Uh, there's a lot of forced layups off the tee, either because of fairways or bottlenecking or position of um, some of the hazards. It doesn't really benefit you to go for driver. So what actually drove the variation in scoring? Like as far as like how did you separate yourself on the leaderboard? And for both years at TBC Potomac, ball striking tended to separate yourself more than on and around the green. Um, you know, and that makes sense. Basically because there's so many ways to shoot yourself in the foot tee to green at TBC Potomac, you know, and if you have sloppy ball striking, you can definitely let the penalty stroke accumulate. The guys hit the ball best off the team with their irons. And off the tee, I mean, basically they hit the most fairways. That's what driving is driving most of the stat. Um, tend to separate themselves in the leader more than guys who had to scramble off the green or putt. Um, I looked at some of the putting stats, and it's one of the easier greens actually put on on the PG Tour as far as like stress gain. So I think that was, you know, one of the reasons why you see like a Kyle Stanley win 
who isn't really a good putter, but he's a great ball striker. He's very consistent. Same thing with Francesco Molinari. Similar thing. Although back in 2018, Molinari was kind of a hero's putter. That's, that's really why he won. So, um, and then next, why don't we took the approach shot distribution? So where are these guys hitting approach shots from? So even though it's a shorter golf course, uh, it's only 7,139 yards, a lot of approach shots between 115 and 225, uh, more than the average PGA Tour, uh, you know, setup. And that's probably because there's a lot of forced layups off the tee due to bottlenecking and the hazards and whatnot. You're not hitting driver all that much, but you're still hitting driver. You're hitting it as much as you usually do on the PGA Tour. Um, so that you're going to be living a lot in that range. This actually is going to be a, a test of your intermediate and longer irons at uh, this place. You know, not a whole lot of wedge. You know, there's some wedges, but it's below average of PG Tour. Also below average shots over 225. Uh, none of the par threes are all that long. Uh, there's only two par fives in the golf course. So that range, you're going to want to try and target guys, you know, at least your proximity stats between 150 and 225. That's going to be your sweet spot. So. Uh, why don't we take in our break and then uh, we will finish up some more things I'm looking at. All right, let's talk about IP Vanish. So did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without ad security, you might as well give away all your private data, hackers, advertisers, and your ISP and other, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish, VPN that make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means... This means that private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling to the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Where I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 7% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You don't even know it's on. So stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com, so it's SGP. Use promotion code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com, so SGP. All right, let's finish this up with a couple of our notes, some things I'm looking at for the Wells Fargo Championship. So, like I mentioned before, uh, you know, finding a comp course for this place isn't all that easy, you know, just because it's it was built by a, guy, a couple of guys who don't really do a whole lot of other PG Tour golf courses. So it's not like you can just go search for your Fazio's or Norman's or Pete Dyes and all that stuff. Um, and it doesn't help either that there's only really one strong correlated stat at this place, and that's driving accuracy. Like everything else is kind of a mismatch. So, you know, it, it's not all that easy to find a comp course. I think just looking at it just overhead. And this is the first time I charted it out. I don't think I actually did an article of PBC Potomac back in 2018. I might have taken the week off then. Um, but it kind of reminds me of more of like a narrower version of Mirrorfield Village. And, you know, while Mirrorfield Village is kind of longer and wider, you know, the routing, the design of both golf courses, like some of them were like, um, you know, there's a lot of holes that kind of like wind its way and then the fairway ends and then you have the green kind of separated by this large swath of just rough and just like kind of garbage. It's kind of sitting like kind of an island on its own. You can't really bounce the ball to the green. Uh, you got a lot of those types of holes. You got a lot and you got, it's very penal. Both golf courses are very penal. So even though Murphy Village is longer and wider, I see some similarities as far as just 
kind of similar concepts and objectives to the place. Um, you know, and there's actually some crossover between Murphy Village and TBC, TBC Potomac based on some of the guys are doing well there. So Francesco Molinari, he won there in 2018. He has a T3 finish at Murphy Village. Kyle Stanley, the 2017 winner, he finished T2 in 2018. He lost in a playoff then. And then there's a bunch of other guys who actually have some pretty good finishes at both places. You got Ryan Palmer. You got Ricky Fowler, Tiger. Uh, I mean, Tiger's finished good at all places, but he finished T4 at this place. Um, when he wasn't really having his best stuff, though. You know, this is 2018, so... You know, that might be relevant. You got Mark Leishman, pretty good finishes at both places. Billy Horschel, good finishes at both places. Uh, Joaquin Neiman, and some lesser-known players. You know, Ryan Armour, really good Potomac. He's got a couple top 30s in Murphy Village, you know, because he's really accurate, and that helps there. You know, same with a Troy Meredith, Spencer Levine, a David Lingmurth won at Memorial. He's got a top 20 at Potomac. Uh, Bill Haas back when he was relevant. Even Bryson DeChambeau before his bulk up and Patrick Reed. Those guys have pretty good uh, track reasonable places too. So Murphy Village, I think, is a good comp. Uh, it doesn't. It's not the highest on uh, as far as data golf because I think there's just like in Murphy you got to be good like iron player and scrambler. But like I think the importance of just driving accuracy and just how penal the golf both golf courses are. I think that's actually a good one to look at. Uh, and then you know data golf has just a, a list of ones that just have good correlation as far as like how the leaderboards stack up. So here's a list of others that they say. I don't know if I agree with all these, but I mean, you do see some of the same guys at both Potomac and these places pop up in the same places. So TBC River Highlands, Sedgefield Country Club, TBC Sawgrass, East Lake, TBC Twin Cities, TBC Deer Run, Sea Island, Innisbrook. Those are their top eight golf courses that they say is the most correlated as far as leaderboard composition to TBC Potomac. And I guess I see where they're coming from. I mean, most of these places tend to either value accuracy off the tee or allow guys who tend to be more accurate off the tee to do well there. So I guess I get it. So I kind of bit, so as far as my comp courses, I end up baking those into it. Um, I also just looked in general, just you do well on bank grass golf courses, either, either putting or just in general, just, you know, just, you know, like if, if just northern northern types of golf courses do you tend to do well at. So, you know, that's kind of how I worked at as far as like comp courses. And then um, lastly, you know, top 10 players in the field gained the most strokes per round at TBC Potomac. You got Francesco Molinari. He won here. So number two is Ryan Armour, like I said. Number three, that cheater, Sung Kang. Um, that should be lower. But in his defense in 2017, he actually played well there too. Abe Answer has a good track record at this place in one round. That's another thing I should mention. Like most of these guys only have one appearance here, uh, so it might be a little misleading. But like Abe Answers number four, Keegan Bradley's number five, Ben Martin is number six, Bo Hossler is number seven, Ricky Fowler is number eight, Chesson Haley number nine, and Mark Leishman number ten. So most of these guys I just mentioned, you know, possess pretty similar skill sets. You know, mostly you know accuracy up to you. There's a couple exceptions on that list, but um, you know that's. Probably a good preview as far as like guys are going to do well this week. Like I don't think it's going to be your premium players. I think it's going to be kind of your plotters, the guys who just hit a lot of fairways, and um, it's going to be kind of I think that type of multiplayer does well. Do so as far as like you know like where my early leans are, and I've I've put down a couple bets so far. Uh, I'm hoping a couple of them don't get mushed. Um, you know, I kind of took uh, took a risk with you know I just want to get a number on some of these. I just want to get the best number on some of these guys, and they get mushed. Say what be. Um. You know, I mean, like, I think Connors and Fitzpatrick are going to be very popular because both of them are really accurate. Both of them tend to do pretty well these types of tracks. You know, the plotter, positional, you know, types of courses. I think the only concerning thing is that Connors is a very good putter on uh, bank grass. 
but I mean, listen, he does play well with the Masters, so I mean, maybe that's not a thing anymore. Um, Hanley's probably going to be popular. Keegan's going to be popular. I, bo- I like both this week. I mean, you know, Keegan's got the course history. Hanley's super accurate. He's in his iron's great. Like, uh, that seems to be a good, good combo. Uh, and there's a lot of guys like under $8,000 who, um, they just, I mean, they're pretty accurate and they were hitting the ball pretty well. And I kind of got my eye on them. Like, you know, so like an Aaron Rye, you played all right down in Mexico. Matt Kuchar, who I don't know if I buy this, but his ownership is like sub 10% this week. And he's been awesome lately. And this is exactly the type of track he usually does well at. That's kind of confusing why his ownership's not really high. Doug Gim, who's really like he, I think his lone appearance here was pretty bad, but like he tends to do better on bank rest and like some of these shorter golf courses. Uh, he's really accurate and his iron's great. Uh, Adam Long's a guy who I bet him last week and he played all right. Um, I might go back to me because he just hits a lot of fairways and just hitting the ball good. Um, yeah, so I mean, like, so that's like my early leans. Uh, tonight on the show, uh, we'll be back to our regular schedule programming. We'll have myself, we'll have Boston Capper, and we'll have a very special guest tonight helping break down uh, DFS tiers. So uh, hopefully you'll join us for that. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, my apologies again for getting this out day late, but I wanted to get, get this out to you guys. So uh, with that, hope I set you guys up for success, and we will talk to you uh, later tonight.